Welcome to Bunny's First Eleven podcast. I'm here with Graham Onions, and we're looking back on some of the highlights of uh, of Graham's career. And um, there's been a few emotional moments along the way, Graham. Uh, but I would guess that your uh, your ninth Test cap um, would probably rank as one of the one of the most emotional. Yeah, and I, I suppose I look back now and I think you know it potentially might be me last. Um, in fact, it probably will be me last. But it was a, um, obviously overcoming some some pretty tough injuries and. Um, playing this this test match was um, was a big one for me. I'd want once again, you know, when you have injuries, you always want to play one more game. And I think this one for me was oh, I just want to play one more game for England. Uh, and I did it against against a, a West Indies side that well, you know they were doing okay. Um, and it was for me, it was a bit of a bit of a shoot off between obviously me. Me and Stephen Finn that was potentially going to play, and um, I suppose we both played in the end. Yeah, I remember we talked uh, talked on a previous podcast about your uh, your comeback game against Yorkshire in 2011, and I remember from that point onwards, you always say, "I just want to play one more test." That mm. was a, a big, big goal for you. So. Yeah, and it's it's quite. I'm sorry, it's just quite weird saying that because well, now that I'm actually. It probably was was I want to play one more test, and it was probably my last test. So um, it was, I suppose, from that side of things, like you know, I'm quite maybe I'm quite happy with that. You know, of course I, I want to play more, and I'd, I'd love to be involved with you know play one more game. And I always keep telling myself, and I suppose that's the reason why you sometimes grit your t- teeth in training and you bowl overs like you do to to always maybe give yourself that chance. But you know, maybe that chance has gone now, and uh, with me playing. That one more test that I wanted to play, um, you know, obviously it was amazing. I suppose I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, and it, it's funny as well. Over the course of these podcasts, there's been quite a few few themes come up. And obviously, injuries been one, but another one has been uh, the, the, the favourite grounds, the favourite opponents you have. You, you seem to always do well at Lords. You seem to always do well against uh, Warwickshire, and, and lo and behold, you come back was at Edgbaston. Yeah, and, and obviously against the West Indies, where I made my debut as well. So it was obviously, um, uh, yeah. I, I mean. It is. It is actually. When you look back, it is quite strange how that happens. Uh, maybe things just are, are meant to be and fall into place a little bit. But um, Edgebaston is, is a is a ground which I've always done well. I've always I've always obviously loved playing there, and, and obviously playing against the West Indies is. Um, you know, obviously played four, or th- three or four tests against them now. So. Um, yeah, it's it, it, it's great. I enjoy playing against them, and and this this game for me personally, obviously took a few wickets and. Uh, I suppose put my name back in the hat to, to play for England again. Yeah, because uh, um, you'd had a had a great summer in in 2011. You'd taken uh, 53 wickets in your in your first summer back um, after your, after your back injury. This this year went on to take 72 in the championship, um, but it was an incredibly hard England side to get into at that time because you've got Jimmy Anderson starting to establish himself, Stuart Broad as well, and Tim Bresnan in that side. So I guess for the first couple of tests, you've been quite a frustrated onlooker. Yeah, it was, uh, and I, I suppose I do look back a little bit and I think myself, well, well could I have done any more to, to, to push me claim to get into, into that, that England side? And, and I probably couldn't really. In fact, the fact that I did everything that, that the selectors kind of asked me and... At, at that time, we had obviously Broad and Anderson with their newborn bowlers, and you had Bresnan and Finn that were, you know, they were fighting out for that that third place in, in that team attack. And this game in particular, I remember uh, there was there was I got brought into the squad, and they they said to 
to Jimmy that he wasn't going to play, he was going to get rested. Um, so straight away, it was there was me and Finn, of course, thinking, well, you know, we've got a great opportunity to to get that new ball in our hand, really. We didn't know that, um, and it, of course it rained for for two days as well, and I still didn't know what the squad was going to be or what the team was going to be. Um, and then actually the way, the way it worked is is uh, both James Anderson and Stuart Broad didn't play, and I, uh, me and Finn got the nod. So it was a it was a bit of a ball off, uh, a bit of an opportunity to uh, just to remind us, that obviously Andrew Strauss, the captain and the selectors, that that um, I was probably well potentially better than them and I wanted to push my claim really and um, obviously I was delighted with the, with the way I performed and um, and I suppose a two day test really because we only um, rained, rained for two days, played the third and fourth day and then it rained the last day so it was, uh, it was a really interesting one. Yeah and uh, just to put it into context for people this was the, the last match of a three match series which England had already won 2-0 um, but it was pretty clear from the way the West Indies performed and behaved that they weren't just you know, mentally on the plane they were, they were clearly quite keen to, uh, to get a win on this tour Yeah, yeah they were um, there was a lot, of, a lot of talk in that series about who should play for the West Indies who shouldn't play and I think um, they obviously brought in a few young, younger lads um, but they still had a decent side, and you know, go, going back to my debut in 2009, is once you took a, a few wickets, even with their senior players that they had, and, and Chandler and Sawan, is that you know they, they they showed no real fight, and I think this West Indies side was slightly different. Uh, obviously, Darren Sammy and, and uh, uh, obviously was the captain, and he was um, he had quite a good. I suppose good team spirit in the in the in, the, in, in their team and uh, that that series Samuel's you know it was was on the top of his game he was performing well and um, obviously that game had a few run-ins with him and it was good fun and he made it quite public in a press conference that he doesn't like onions anyway so um, and it, it, you know it's fun in games and as I remember at the time we. You know, I, 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 he played and missed a few times in an over, and could have had him out a few times. And obviously, not like me, uh, had a few words. And um, of course, Marlon Samuels is is is, is well renowned around the, around the world for if you say anything to him, he, he kind of bites back straight away. So you know, you get under his skin. And I actually shows how much I know. I thought he got a hundred, but he he got his fifty, and he he took his hat off and saluted me and waved his bat at me and. And, and bowed his head and stuff like that and I was like well um, he didn't get that many runs um, but yeah no, obviously a, a, a good performer at that time for, for the West Indies yeah and uh, in terms of the game when when Stephen Finn uh, got Ravi Rampal the number number 10 out West Indies were 283 for 9 and I, I guess it was looking like it was following the pattern of the series but then you had one of the most frustrating partnerships you probably ever had to deal with um, T- Tino Best had been a bit of a joke figure on, on one of his earlier earlier tours scored 95 highest, highest score at that time by a number 11 batsman in test cricket and uh, he was able to see Dinesh Ramdin to a century as well yeah and that's, and that's uh, I mean there's a couple of things in that really obviously you, you uh, as young young seam as you take away obviously you, you brought your Anderson and you you're left with slightly inexperienced of, of Finn and, and, and onions of course you uh, Andrew Strauss were through the ball of the senior guy and I'm sure they, they would have got them out uh, but they had a, a massive partnership Tino Best at the time was a world record um, 95 runs um, and actually played really well 
uh, he got out of the way of the short ball and I mean there was a few shots in a spell against Tim Bresnan where he would pitch the ball up um, and he would just he would hit the ball over the top like for six, for, for six and a beautiful swing of the bat beautiful shot I was thinking this guy's not a, a number 11 but of course you get 9, 10, 11 and you just want to get off the field as a bowler you just want to get off that field um, and it you know just didn't work that way um, of course I was I actually got Tino Best out towards the end with a slow ball and he, he should have got 100 you know he, even if he just batted properly and knocked it around he would have got 100 but he slogged a slow ball straight up in the air and of course he I know he probably regrets that now but the other thing with that is obviously Dinesh Rabnan was get, getting a lot of stick he hadn't scored a run um, throughout the whole series really and, and maybe he's even you know 12 months and a talented cricketer good gloveman but just would maybe get himself in, couldn't get runs, and of course Viv Richards, obviously legend of the game, and maybe he didn't realise how easy the game was for him, but you know it's tough for others, and of course he got his hundred, and I, I couldn't believe it actually. I mean, and, and nobody could believe it. This um, Dinesh Ramdin pulled out this this handkerchief which had uh, Viv talk nah, which obviously means stop talking, Viv. You know, we're not all as good as you. But I was thinking, how long has he actually had that? Bearing in mind he had a struggle for 12 months, how long has he actually had that in his back pocket for? Um, but it was it was a it was a great comeback game for me because it, it had a little bit of humour in it, had a um, a little bit of fun in it. But I, I was I was proud that I, I took a few wickets and um, I, I played that one more game which I was so desperate for. Yeah, I mean you, you took four for 88, which. As you said, you you just wanted to play one more game, but as soon as you're in one more game, you get greedy, don't you? And, and the next thing is, I want to play well in that game, yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 probably the worst thing was it had two days of rain before, so I was I was really I was eager, I was keen as anything to kind of get going. And uh, obviously, that two days of rain were were um, kind of slowed it, slowed it down. But I was I was more experienced. I was ready for that. Um, I, I, as you said I came I came off some, some good performances for Durham so I was probably ready for a little bit of a rest and those two days were quite good um, and it was just it was just good for me just to just to get that England shirt back on and uh, I remember running up the hill um, uh, running up the hill uh, at, at Edgebaston and, and getting a nick and, and, and actually it was Ian Bell um, dropped, the, dropped the catch um, and it was I was thinking oh, like because people always said oh you, you want to play one more game so don't be too harsh on yourself but of course I was like cursing and I was I was so disappointed that, that obviously Ian he doesn't drop it on purpose but drop the catch um, but obviously I uh, my first wicket back was obviously was 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 Barath LBW and I think it was one of the first series that came back for um, with the referral system so I came. I changed ends. Came down the slope and I hit him on the pad. Quite a, a a good dismissal for me. He got trapped him on the crease and and he referred it. And I was thinking, first of all, I was thinking, don't be a no ball. The next one was, I wasn't sure if it's either gone over the top or down leg. So I was thinking this hasn't maybe hasn't got a great deal for it. But the umpire gave it out, and it was clipping the top of leg stump. And I was just, it was relief. It was. It really was relief because I. All the hard work that I put in, and and uh, I'd got to where I wanted to be, and to get that wicket was 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 amazing. Mm, I mean, was that point? I say we we, we talked before about your your first class comeback and, and what have you, but was was that the point where you felt well, 
that was the reward for all that hard work in the gym yeah I think so I mean obviously when I, when I put my shirt on for Durham and, and, and playing and getting wickets then of course during those times I I said the same thing then, you know, but in the back of my mind, I, like, you've got to believe that you are good enough to play international cricket. And of course, I'd been there, I'd be, I had it taken away from me, and for me, I was like, well, I, I know I'm good enough. And I don't mean that in necessarily a big way, I know that, I, I know that I've put all the hard work and I've trained, I, I, I deserve to be on that side. And that's, um, that's what I was telling myself throughout my training, throughout the hard yards, and I and I got there. Um, and for for me, it was just a huge relief. And I remember doing the press conference afterwards, um, quite a, quite a big one actually. There's you know there's probably fifty odd people there, and you know they're asking me questions now. And, and I was thinking this is this is very much what this is what it's all about. It's great. This is this is where I belong. Yeah, and you speak to any cricket fan and tell them Graham Money has played nine tests for England, and, and they'll all say. You should have played much more than mm. that. But I guess when you kind of look at it in perspective, you know, for someone like me, to to have played once for England is, is amazing. And I, and I guess you've got to remember, what, you know, how great it, it has been to do that. Yeah, and, and maybe towards the end of my career, I will, I will uh, think like that. But like for me now, and I suppose at this right at this moment in my career, is that is I always I will never give up to play for England. I'll always think, well, I'm actually. You go through tough times, but also you have one good performance. You think, well, actually, no, I've still got that. I've got that, you know, fire in my belly, and I've still got that ability to bowl, you know, decent pace, and I can I can move the ball around still. And uh, yeah, I've had some tough times, but I, you've got to have that belief to, to keep on going. And it might never happen, as I, as I've said, it might never happen again. But um, it gives you that little bit of edge, that little bit of, uh, as I said, fire in your belly to try and put in matchman and performances for, for, for Durham, and that's that's the bottom line for me. And obviously, this game, uh, I the hard the hard work that I put in, really, I suppose th- this this was um, what I felt as I deserved. Mm. And I suppose it's important for county cricket that, that every English player playing in it has that ambition, whether they achieve it or not. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and and I mean the last the last thing I'm trying to say is that that I've had the hardest career in the world, and and because people because people go through worse injuries than me, and sometimes people have injuries and are very unlucky that they never get a chance to play again. I mean, uh, I've had two surgeries now, and uh, on my back, and and one on one on my knee, and I've been very lucky that I've. I've still had the opportunity to come back and 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 to do to do what I what I love doing and yeah you might lose pace and you might lose a little bit of your um, that that little bit of um, I suppose pace and and uh, that 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 I've, I've always had throughout my career but ultimately you've just got to be happy with what what you've achieved and what you've done and there's a lot of people that would love to be in my shoes and. Um, I've just got to, you know, you've got to keep on going. You know, I always say you just got to keep on. County county cricket's a hard, like it's hard work uh, with all the forms of cricket that you play and all the games. But you just got to keep on believing in what you're doing and, and keep on pushing, really. And you push yourself to the end, and eventually, you know, you, you probably will have to hang your boots up. Uh, hopefully not with injury. Hopefully with with me saying, oh well, I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to walk away off my own back. Yeah, and I guess this this the test of. Uh of 2012 was, was just a, a reminder for everybody that if you've got the talent and you put the hard work in it will eventually be rewarded yeah absolutely I, I believe that the, the, the game 
the game doesn't owe you anything. So if you don't put the hard work in, you don't, and you don't train hard, then you're not, you're not going to get your, your your maximum potential shown, really. And and that, as I said, you know, I've, I was very lucky that I, that I came back from the injury, but also I had the mental mental game in place that I that I had played international cr- cricket before. You know, I'd done I'd done reasonably well. I'm, I'm quite proud of my record. Uh, of course, you always want to do better. As I, as as I am, I'm, I'm obviously a, I would always like to do to do more and do better. But coming back for this game was very much a game where I thought, well, I I, d- I deserve to be in this, and I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, it's worth uh, just pointing out to people what what your record was. Uh, say, hopefully, still to be added to, but nine tests and and 32 wickets, at an average of 29.9. I mean, that's something you can be very proud of. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean that that nine test matches. I always say um, it, it could have been more. Um, it could have been ten. It could have been eleven. It could have been you know it could have been fifty. But you know that's I'll have to I'll have to live with that, of course. But I know that um, I've had times out of the game, like period long periods of time out of the game, and um, that's the reason why I chose this game really because long periods out of that game, it could have been quite easy to think, well, you know, I'm just gonna. I'm just going to fall away, and I'm going to just go back to county cricket and earn a decent living, and and just just see where I go. Um, but international cricket is where it, it's the pinnacle. It's it's where you want to be. It's where I felt as though I deserved to be. Um, of course, I, I did only play that one more test, um, and I, I'm I'm pleased with that. You know, I'm, I'm uh, not many people can excuse me can say that they played for their their country, but. You know, I've done that, and I've done it nine times, and I've, I've, I suppose I've wore that cap with, with pride. Thanks very much, Greg. You were listening to the Bunnies First Eleven podcast, and as you'll have gathered by now, this is Graham Runyon's benefit year, where he's raising money for a number of charities. Uh, you can find out more about the various events taking place at www.grahamunionsbenefityear.co.uk. Thanks and goodbye.